0: From Susan G Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Talking openly with your doctor is one of the best ways to feel good about your breast cancer treatment decisions. But sometimes talking with a doctor can be overwhelming, confusing, and create more questions than answers. Do you understand the information you're getting from your doctor? Do you know what questions to ask? to help us learn to ask the right questions, ensure that we have the right support, and help us develop a really good relationship with our doctor, please help me welcome Cheryl Jernigan to the show. Cheryl, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you, Adam. It's fun to be here.
0: Well, Cheryl, you've got quite the prolific bio, so so tell us a little bit about yourself. Hit the highlights for us.
1: Okay, well, I'm a 20, will be in March, 24-year breast cancer, and I always like to say thriver because I more, have more than survived since uh, my cancer diagnosis, and I was triple negative.
0: Wow. I'm I also
1: a co-survivor. <laughs> I was also a covert survivor with my husband who had metastatic prostate cancer and along the way also developed HPV virus, tonsil cancer. He died in January About exactly two years ago this week from the prostate cancer. So I've been down the cancer road and been communicating and talking with doctors on my behalf and on Jeff's behalf for a long time now.
0: Wow. Wow. So you've got a lot of background that you can share with us. I appreciate that.
1: Well, a lot of experience. (laughs) And then, oh, I should say that I'm heavily involved in cancer research advocacy. So that means that I've worked with researchers as they're thinking about their research, designing it. It all started about mm, over 20 years ago when I became a reviewer, an advocate reviewer for Komen on their um, Komen-funded grants and getting involved in that process. So anybody that's really interested in research and what's going on, I would encourage you, if you're not already, to look into becoming an advocate in science and you can be as active or as inactive as you wanna be.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I love that you're contributing to the community in that way. And uh, and now you're gonna contribute in more ways and share with us just some information and thoughts and wisdom about how we can talk to our doctors. So how can someone choose a doctor if they've been diagnosed with breast cancer?
1: Oh, first of all, (laughs) is to take a breath because you're starting a whirlwind. When you've first been diagnosed with breast cancer, I would ask my primary care provider who they would recommend. And usually, whoever has told you what the cancer diagnosis is, they should be able and should be working with you to recommend a doctor. And ask them why they think this person is good. The other thing that a lot of people do, and I did along the way too, is to ask knowledgeable friends and family for their advice and recommendations and thoughts on how to to make sure that I'm taking the best steps forward in my journey or in my more recent history, my husband's journey.
0: Right. Right.
1: And if you kind of want to have a better idea of what questions to ask, Kalman's website, Kalman.org is a phenomenal resource of information and questions you can ask in all sorts of cases. And one of the things that they have is questions for your potential provider. Mm, Yep. For your doctor, what, specialty are they are they board certified in that specialty and what percent of their cancer or what percent of their practice is actually devoted to breast cancer mm, many right. people are in communities throughout the united states and may not have access to a dedicated breast cancer oncologist or a dedicated breast cancer surgeon right. so Find out from them what their experience is and how they keep current on what's going on with breast cancer. A lot of physicians uh, in rural areas anymore, it seems like, are being connected with major academic medical research centers that help support them in their quest to be knowledgeable about what to do for their patients. The other thing that you run into is you have more than, you generally more than one physician. You have your oncologist, you have your surgeon, your radiologist, and perhaps if you decide to do reconstruction, a uh, plastic surgeon. And the question is how do those people talk with each other? Do they talk with each other? Mm. If you have one available from your healthcare system, ask for a patient nurse navigator. They are an invaluable resource for you. Yeah. And then um, find out, It's most importantly, make sure that the people you're going to use, both the health system and the doctor, are covered by your insurance. Right. And for plastic surgeons or surgeons, it's important to know how many times a year they perform the procedure they are recommending or you're thinking about taking or having. Also, how many times is that done in the hospital where they practice? Mm. So those are one of the things that I would say.
0: I would not have thought of 90% of those. So I appreciate that. So Coman.org is a great resource for planning for your doctor's visit. Are there any other resources that you'd recommend to help breast cancer patients ensure that their doctor's appointment is productive?
1: Well, first and foremost, it's not just resources, but the most important thing for you to do is to be prepared. So Mm -hmm. gather your information about breast cancer, your diagnosis, its treatment options, from trusted resources, and that's why I'm recommending Komen.org, because it is vetted by clinicians and researchers and advocates so that it's easy to read. Another great resource is the National Cancer Institute. I found for myself and for others that, if possible, asking a trusted friend or family member about what they, if they've experienced cancer, what they've had to do and what's important to them, And above all, ask a trusted friend or family member to be your buddy, to actually go with you to the appointment, to listen and help you remember what was discussed.
0: Yeah. This can
1: be a chaotically emotional time. uh, And having someone help listen for you at these uh, meetings is very important. And they can even take notes. And I'd also say, think about what your goals are for this journey. What's most important to you in your journey through breast cancer treatment? Understanding your goals is critical to you being able to make the right decision for you. And it's not always cut and dry. There are options in many cases. So you need to understand what your goals are to help you make the best decision you can. Yeah. And I would also say, write down your questions and organize them in order of your greatest concern. Uh, this can help you remember everything you want to ask and keep the discussion focused on the issues that are most important to you. Right. Make sure they're, they're being answered. <laughs> Let your doctor know if their responses were helpful or not, or right. if you need, yeah. need more explanation. Those of us who've been involved in the healthcare field for a long time use jargon all the time. And sometimes we forget what is actually jargon and it's not readily understood by other people. Mm-hmm. So do not hesitate to ask, what does that mean? Can you further explain that? Make sure that you understand what they're trying to say. And if it's answering the question you need to have answered. And That's before right. you leave that appointment, be sure you know and understand and agree to the plan of action that you two have developed. This is your life, your body, and no one knows more about you and what matters to you than you do.
0: I love that. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about, not not just the questions, but when should someone start thinking about getting a second opinion?
1: It's an individual decision. A second opinion is I urge people to do if they have any kinds of second doubts, if they're concerned, if they're wondering if they have a more aggressive or complicated breast cancer, if they're having to consider more options, a second opinion can can be a resource to not only find out more information and perhaps a, a different option that you might want to uh, go forward with. But it's also a way to if they don't have a different option to confirm that what you are planning to do is what's best for you yeah Uh, so be sure to seek out a second opinion and the other thing I want to tell when you don't feel comfortable when you need more information and then I uh, encourage people to try to do this if at all possible now I understand this is so it can be um, hard in some cases um, to get that second opinion from a National Cancer Institute designated cancer senior, center right. because they're the ones that are doing the research and they're the ones that the National Cancer Institute has seen as being top in the field with respect to the research, the cutting research that's being done for breast cancer. So you could get a better perspective than you might otherwise because they know what's coming down the pike that isn't always readily available in the clinic.
0: Right, right. I love that. That's really, really, really smart. I,
1: I got to say one more thing. Sure, please. If you're going to get a second opinion, don't go to someone else in the doctor's practice. <laughs> <laughs> you want an independent second opinion. So ideally, this person shouldn't have any kind of connection to the the doctor that you are seeing, the surgeon, the oncologist, the plastic surgeon, or whatever.
0: Right. That's really smart. And I would not have thought of that. So thank you for sharing that. So uh, Cheryl, my last question for you, what are your top three tips for someone to establish a great partnership with their doctor?
1: This is going to be a long, ongoing relationship. So it's important from the get-go to build rapport and trust. Strive to make this a partnership. You're equal partners in treating the cancer and healing you. So be open, honest, and specific about your concerns, your needs, your wants. Then create a game plan and goal for treatment you both can agree to, one that you can and will follow. If you can't do something, let them know and why that is hard for you to do or you are unable to do it. Right. And keep them advised, well advised on how you are doing and what you are doing to take care of yourself. Sometimes we unwittingly are trying to do the right thing for ourselves and our bodies, but there may be supplements or herbal remedies or some other thing that um, we're taking to help support our body and deal with side effects that may interfere with the treatment. So it's important for the doctor to know what other things you are doing to help you in this journey. And then finally, always come prepared. Know what you want to learn and want to accomplish in the visit.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Cheryl, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate your insight. Uh, I appreciate just the knowledge that you shared from us from years of experience. And I would love to chat with you again sometime.
1: That would be great, Adam. I'd love it. Again, I really want to encourage everyone to look at Komen.org because they have some phenomenal resources on partnering with your doctor and questions you might ask Uh, they even have a category of questions you can ask your doctor and it's organized by subject matter so you can easily choose and the very last one is what do you do when you're first diagnosed and so (laughs) you can go right online and find that out
0: i love that cheryl thanks again for being on the show
1: thank you adam take care